Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. You know what you're thinking. Mine's bigger than yours, right? It's not fair. Throw it away. All right? Tons of popcorn there. Yeah. And all you gotta do is go climb a tree to go eat it. <laughs> it was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Oh, good lord. It's. It's unbelievable. It's. It's horrible. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. The sleep of reason gives birth to monsters. Hi, my name's Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic wasteland, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1960s to today. Check us out at reallyawfulmovies.com, part of the Crypt TV family. Toronto headquarters. Here's episode 166, the incomparable 1986 Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando. Not to be confused with going with no underwear. This is although he he practically but for the flimsies of speed of speedos, you pretty much see Arnold going commando mm. and commando. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh my god! And <laughs> this is a movie that features everything we love about action films. Island compounds staffed by interchangeable, interchangeable useless mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah, mercenary we got a daughter, someone close to the action hero, and he's got to win them back. Surprisingly, shockingly, he didn't have a picture of her in his wallet. That would have been de rigueur for these types of movies. Doesn't matter. We have a cast of B-movie who's who. They're elevated to star status to go along with him. Ray Don Chong, David Patrick Kelly... Warriors come out and play. Yay. Was Bill, he in this movie? 
He was in this movie. Wait, don't. Was that he, was Sully. That was Sully. Sully. I will kill oh you my. last, Sully. I, yeah. I, I didn't recognize <laughs> yeah. him. I'm watching the movie going, Sully, you are the biggest douchebag I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I did not recognize him as. Oh, just incredible. That's and, crazy, man. And, I actually checked the IMDb. I did not. And, and Bill Duke, Bill who Duke, was yeah. in uh, Predator mm -hmm. with uh, one of our mutual favorites, the boa wearing uh, cheesy wrestler, Jesse the Body Ventura, of okay. course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this Vernon, was. Vernon Wells, I believe. His name is Vernon ben. Wells, yeah. not to be confused with the Toronto Blue Jays, great, mm. but Vernon Wells, the Aussie beefcake, yeah, who was who, in uh, the Road Warrior. Oh, yeah, just and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. But, but it's interesting because Commando, this was a movie that was a huge action movie in the 80s, you know, it was a box office smash. I mean, many people of our generation have fond memories of seeing this in their childhood. I did not, yeah, because this was my first viewing of. Commando. Growing up, I was never the biggest Schwarzenegger fan. I was more of a Stallone guy. So I did not see these movies in succession that would be coming out. Your Terminators, your Commandos, your Predators, mm -hmm. you know. I yeah, Conan the Barbarian. I did, I did not even see your Conan, not, neither the Barbarian nor the Destroyer. Mm. I saw them after the fact. The first proper Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that I saw was Twins. His, his foray into the world of comedy. Yeah. Julius, I, I am your brother, yeah. Julius. And of course, for me, the seminal kindergarten cop, it's not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, in 1991, the kick-ass Terminator 2 came out, and I went and saw that. And having seen that, I had then I went back and started watching all the original Terminator and Predator and other Schwarzenegger films. But... And then, of course, going forward, you know, to Total Recalls and whatnot. And, but I'd never watched Commando. And it's amazing because for two reasons. Number one, growing up, I had a mad crush on one of the coasters in this movie, Alyssa Milano. Age appropriate, because we were about the same age. When she was 12, I was 12. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Alyssa Milano, best known for her stint playing Samantha Michelli, daughter of uh, Tony Michelli. Mm. Uh, has Tony Dance ever played a character not named Tony? <laughs> he was Tony in Taxi. Yeah. He was Tony who's the boss. He was Tony He's Dan the same. He's ethnic stereotype man. Yeah. In every role. In Who's the Boss? Yeah. And a long-running 80s sitcom. I want to pose a question to you. Who was the boss? Well, yeah. It was ironically titled. The boss was actually his boss mm -hmm. and uh, an inversion of who you'd expect to be boss because the, it was the head of the household. In fact, Angela. Hey, oh, oh, hey, hey, Angela. Angela, the upper management, uh, Connecticut upper crust, whoever she was, she was his boss, and he was the retired flame-out baseball player who was raising a daughter single-handedly in this stately home with this wise-cracking sex pot of a grandmother, and that was... Mona, played by Catherine Hellman. Mona, as he called her. Which, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, double entendres there, but yeah, and this was a show that, despite it being just replete with crappiness we both watched religiously oh yeah every yeah. week it was who's the boss growing pains I mean, yeah. it was tuesday nights <laughs> as i called it because i was a wiseacre kid groin pains because that, that's hilarious when you're a kid <laughs> you didn't see that connection no groin paint groin pains groin this is the first time oh, okay I was, I <laughs> never mind that. this is a trip back in the time machine to the wonderful television of the 80s anyhow um samantha mckelly Alyssa milano when the show began, I believe it started in 84, this film came out in 85, there was a marked difference in her appearance in the first season than 
the second season, the first season was, I think, pre-puberty. Yeah, yeah. She was starting to blossom, not to be confused with blossom. Maya Bialik's right. show from, yeah, Big Bang Theory. And though. in the second season, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, things are changing here. So I think this film, because <laughs> this is pre-pubescent Alyssa Milano, I think this yeah. film was probably filmed maybe in hiatus, uh, you know, like during the... Uh, during e downtime, yeah. Either before Who's the Boss or mm. after the first season, because this is the young Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And... You would think that, like, it'd be, you know, it, once again, me having this big crush on her as a, as a, as a youth, uh, you know, youth. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I still can't get over that with Sully. I can't believe that I've never made that connection. I'm, 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 I'm beside myself right now. I'm literally looking next to me to the left. Yeah. Me, there I am. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never saw Commando. So I watched it. And I even owned the movie. I yeah, bought yeah. it. It was five dollars at Walmart. And I mistakenly thought I owned the movie because I stole it from you. you. Exactly. Yeah. You from <laughs> and you I had it. And then I asked, I texted you saying, uh, but "Do you own uh, Commando?" And then it's like, I'm "Well, like, yes, and you have it, so it's not yours." But and I'm yeah. looking for it. Where the fuck is my Commando? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had it. I'm like, "Give me back my Commando Blu-ray, you yeah. <laughs> thief!" You, but yeah. anyhow. So, but watching this movie, man. I might not have seen it when I was a kid, but it made me a kid again. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was replete with everything. You got your bullet bandoliers. You got <laughs> your rocket launchers. You got your grenades. You got your stupid one-liners. You got your nonsensical plots. Incredible got... feats of strength. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Amazing. There, there was not... A, there, you, you could not have found a man more manly than... Oh, John, that John Matrix. Matrix. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Because, I mean, Arnie... <laughs> it betrays his Teutonic origins exactly. because Ar Matrix is a conventional German name. Of course. Yeah. And John is as well, right? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. they could at least call me Johan or something. Yeah, Johan, right? Johan Kreuzberg or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he... They, 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 uh, they didn't want... Even though Arnie is Austrian by, uh, by birth, his character was, was German <laughs> and... Uh, oh, and when we're introduced to him, I thought... Uh, that the apotheosis of manliness in, this a, was the in most a movie. Manly the, I, that's what I. Ever I thought Invasion USA. Chuck Norris, shirtless, driving uh, one of those hover boats through a swamp with alligators, with the wind blowing through his hair. I thought that was the most manly thing I'd ever seen. Until now, I had forgotten about the rippling form of Arnold as he emerges from the woods to chop wood with what does he have? Like a. Like yeah, a, no, he was carrying a log. Carrying a log with a chainsaw, I believe. One hand held held a chainsaw, the other <laughs> hand held a log. And not just a small log, like yeah, it was yeah. a firewood. He was a fucking tree. Yeah, yeah. And he was on his shoulder and he's carrying this fucking thing. And this is like, this is a man. Mm -hmm. This is a man. This is a man. Uh, man's man. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a retired special forces type uh, military character mm -hmm. who's trying to leave a, lead, as one is wont to do, a peaceful existence with your family. Uh, Stone Cold is known to do in every movie. Uh, just up in the mountains of California, living there, just hanging out with his daughter, eating with whom he's eating ice cream. Well, that's such a funny because after the wonderful uh, introduction, <laughs> his rippling the, muscles, where yeah. we, where we see him, you know, doing this chopping wood and carrying logs. Then all of a sudden, guys, they have this montage to establish this wonderful paternal relationship he has with his daughter, yeah. and they're eating ice cream, and they're feeding deer, and they're going fishing, <laughs> yeah. and it's so bucolic, and it's so, yeah, yeah. and you just know this, that something bad's going to happen. I mean, oh, yeah. There's, there's no way that this um, wonderful father-daughter relationship is going to... Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna last for too much longer. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, much like one of these vetsploitation type movies, one of these Stallone type movies, you have a chopper, and the chopper 
pulls in, and it's one of his superiors from the army. Well, it's it's basically Kirby, who is uh, the Troutman to his round. Oh, yeah, exactly. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he swoops he even in. He has a beret. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he tips him off that there's danger afoot, and there's a, a plot that he's gotten wind of, and he leaves him with these two guys. Well, because all of Arnie's former squad members were systematically killed. Yeah. And the danger is that Arnie was going to be next. Next, on yeah, list. yeah. And he goes, we were going to make a normal life here. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, there is danger afoot. Danger afoot. And my favorite, as soon as he says, like, let's, we're going to keep you safe. I got my two two good men on, on the job here to protect you. <laughs> and you knew from the get-go, yeah. these two poor sentries are going to be worm food instantly. And sure enough, rogues swoop in and kill these guards and come into this chalet. It looks like a chalet where maybe Arnie grew up in Austria. Mm -hmm. And they, they kidnap his daughter. They just rush right in. They massacre his two guards. And Arnold, okay, Matrix. I can't even call him Matrix, but John, <laughs> John Matrix actually said, like he reprimanded the, one of the surviving guards and says, I smelled them or something to that effect. Like he was downwind of the guy, which I thought was hilarious. Like, do do hitmen smell or like what the guy cowering in the bushes like he had some bo and he, he was downwind of him and anyway, he was wearing old spice or something yeah, yeah he had yeah. a distinctive odor i don't know maybe a little too car noir what's the age after all yeah for sure as yeah. evidenced by sully's suit yeah yeah, I, mean, I, I love, yeah nice nice blazer does it come, I, in, come in your size I, love, <laughs> I, I i yearn to be able to walk around in public dressed like sully in a suit like that you know and and not get looked on askance that's what we i love about the oh 80s. yeah it's just fantastic <laughs> but they, they they take jenny and ani they also you know he, he opens up the hood and they, they cut all the wires so this man this is like the second manliest thing is that he ever does he pushes his car downhill so he can chase these guys <laughs> oh yeah and then uh, run after his daughter and but you know that's all for naught as they they overcome him they're just too many mm -hmm. too many of these goons for him to handle and, and thus they have leverage on him our leverage is one of our favorite words of course mm -hmm. from john travolta's excellent excellent film that battlefield we podcasted earth, yep. battlefield earth so mm -hmm. now they have leverage on him well his past is coming back to haunt him because there was a uh, a dictator in the uh, i guess fictional uh yeah. banana republic of Valverde, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh played by none other again 80 sitcoms Dan Hedaya, who played uh, Nick, Tortelli Nick Tortelli on Cheers. On Cheers. Yeah, yeah, holy crap, yeah. And uh, I guess Arnie's unit ousted him from power, and I want yeah. Arnie to go back. Typical and, 80s politics, yeah. like uh, like Reagan and Nicaragua, exactly. and overthrowing yeah. the government, and the Sandinistas, and all that stuff. Yeah, great stuff. And one of um, Hedaya's, I think those characters' name, <laughs> one of his uh, his main men is is the formidable female wearing Bennett, female tank top wearing Bennett, and this is somebody that was kicked out by matrix from his elite squad and now he wants revenge <laughs> they had gone to great pains even to fake his death so that i don't even know why <laughs> yeah, who knows who it doesn't knows? matter but <laughs> the point is they want matrix to go to valverde dispose of the 
yeah, the, the replacement president, whoever yeah. they installed at the head of this banana republic, and take him out and, you know, remedy the the perceived wrong. Right. So they, they put him on a plane. Well, they they, 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 this is where we get Sully. Sully and Enrique uh -huh. are conscripted to take him to the airport and put him on a plane to Valverde. <laughs> Sully is... David Patrick Kelly. David Patrick Kelly. Warriors, come out and play. Yay, yeah. yay. I just said that blonde dye. Yeah. Off, really off. I think <laughs> yeah. Jesus is, and, and Enrique looks like uh, uh, enough in uh, The Last Dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, Sully's job is to get them on the plane, and he is successful. They get on the plane. But then the third most badass thing oh, happens, yeah. and this is when... Yeah, John Matrix gets himself out of the plane by first knocking cold his, I guess, what would you call him? His, uh, his chaperone, his, his bodyguard. His yeah. Bo yeah, he knocks him out cold, asked, but not before asking for a blanket and a pillow from mm -hmm. the flight attendant so he can cover up his handiwork. And then, we, of course, we get a... a fantastic line. Yeah. Please, Please not. do not disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the earlier, I say to Sully, I like you, Sully. That's I would kill you last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or first. Is it last or first? Last. Okay. <laughs> he ends up pretty much killing first. Yeah. Player. And, um... Oh, yeah, and then... And then he escapes from the From the, the wheel well. From the wheel well. Oh, my God. That's like, amazing. It's yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, the, the, the amount of time he had to conceivably survive a giant plummet from from a passenger airline uh, and the time he could knock out his his captor it was just he really had barely any time at all and mm. he he had the wherewithal incredibly to go into the, uh, the wheel well i don't know how easily he made it in it was absurd he just it seemed like you just walked by the bathroom and then the wheel well was right there and he just jumped out and had the wherewithal to put himself into a swamp and escaped. Honestly, he popped up instantly, like this, he was a gymnast. This, this, this is the manliest movie ever. <laughs> the testosterone in this movie, yeah. just coming from Ani as John Matrix, was yeah. unheard of, yeah. unbelievable, <clears throat> unbelievable. It's funny because, um, and I, I, I hate always having to get political, but the, uh, the POTUS. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna call him by his name because, as mm. far as I'm concerned, he's not worth it. But he's, he keeps picking fights with Arnie. Yeah, yeah, because this is what, uh, this is chief among your responsibilities as uh, commander-in-chief uh, of the most powerful nation on earth, it's, is to nitpick someone over the ratings, uh, ratings over your podunk shitty TV show, yeah. <laughs> of which you're still producer for some reason. Obviously he's yeah. never seen a Schwarzenegger movie. No, no. <laughs> Ani, even, okay, today, he does not look as formidable as he did no. back in 86, but he can still tear that... Oh yeah, that orange monster apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, is he... he still looks good, and he's he's yeah. Here he's at the peak, Arnold form, mm -hmm. just kicking ass, taking names. He he cannot be stopped. He, as yeah. soon as he gets out of the swamp, it seems like within seconds he's in the airport again, like bearing down, on on Sully. And... Well, because then he comes across uh, Ray Don Chong's character. Mm -hmm. And uh, commandeers her vehicle. Well, really, he's in the car. Why does he rip out the the seat? I didn't. I didn't quite. It's just that. a manly feat of strength. This is a manly feat of strength. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I mean, the manliness continues. <laughs> yeah, it's just incredible. Just on, on the tail, like this. This scene, uh, what is it? A Woody Allen movie, "Scenes from a Mall" with mm. Bette Midler. Is that mm. the one? Yep. But there, there's a scene where he's uh, in this chase in a mall where he's fighting off security guards and. Uh, 
trying to escape Sully's gunfire, which was just off the charts. He's swinging through the food court and just jumping all like I was just amazed. I was applauding mm -hmm. in front of my television. I was just thrilled to bits with this car chases. He's after like holy shit, Ray Don Chong, daughter of Tommy, Tommy Chong, Chong, just yeah. an incredible like, 80s icon in her own right. And it, what made me laugh about this movie, I think you could summarize it with plot device because the plot devices in this movie as he chases Sully and as he chases the gang that's taken his daughter is off the charts. Ray Don Chong's character, Cindy, she just happens to be a pilot trainee. Just wonderful how that works and also wonderful how Sully has uh, on his person a key to a hotel room yes, where to further the yeah. plot constantly. So and every time a vehicle gets destroyed, <laughs> they just take the next person's vehicle. There's training vehicles. <laughs> okay, Sully's vehicle is no longer in use. Now we take, now we take Enrique's vehicle. Enrique, yeah, he does know? not need this one anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's trying to chase down these these goon henchmen, one of whom is played by Bill Duke, to try and like extricate information from them about where his daughter is, where Jenny is, and Jenny, 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 Jenny from the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Craig. Yeah, you got to lose weight, but yeah, it was just <laughs> amazing. Just wow, one wow. action set piece we are after here another. To pump <laughs> you <Wow>. up. Yeah. <laughs> so fantastic just action-packed mayhem from start to finish yeah and if if this movie was not replete with enough like at this point maybe we're like what an hour in maybe not even maybe halfway through then they, they drive a fucking tractor into an army surplus store <laughs> yeah. that happens to carry every, Zuka, yeah, yeah, every, every piece of ordnance that ar arsenal yeah, yeah known to men <laughs> Arnold just takes everything, levels up Hugh, yeah. and they make their way, I guess, to, was it Valverde? I yeah, I guess, uh, like, once he stockpiles, uh, like, the, the biggest cache of weapons seen since, like, the Soviet Union collapsed, all in one store, for, and it was the most poorly guarded, like, with a terrible security system, you could just basically crack a window and go inside, mm -hmm. and... Uh, of course, Cindy, uh, who was terrified of uh, Matrix, but then he explains they have his daughter, and then she gets on his side and realizes yeah. that he's not the enemy. I'm not she, going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. And it turns out, of course, because of plot device, she is a pilot, and that comes in handy. That's an incredible thing to have as, as your as your passenger. So she is the one who... Oh, and also she happens to know quite a bit about, I guess... Uh, where you can find planes and hangars down by the pier. She knows everything about everything that's needed to get to the island of Valverde or whatever it is, mm. this island compound where the mercenaries are hanging out. And she flies him there with guns ablazing, drops him off in his bedecked in his speedo and war paint. And oh my God, he, I forget what he tells her. But he says it's going to, I think... I think he might have said hell is going to break loose. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah. It's something like, like how, how are we going to know when how, things are going to happen? Like, how are we going to know when to pick you up or whatever? All, yeah. all hell is, is going to break loose. And the thing, too, is that uh, there's, a little, there's so much collateral damage in this movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> Those just, poor security guards and cops in the mall. Oh, yeah, there's like that. They, there's like 20 there's of them got the shit beaten out of them. Property being destroyed, <laughs> left, you know, be it the surplus store, be it the mall. Be it, yeah. You know, <laughs> Insurance who, claims levied against the yeah. shit, man. <laughs> Us, ultimately, I guess, with our premiums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then, 
when he is in Valverde and he says, actually, I have it. It's right here. He goes, all fucking hell is going to break loose. That mm, was okay, even better him. Yeah. All fucking hell is going to break <laughs> loose while he's wearing a Speedo. And explosions all over the place, man. Like, left, right, center. It's like a real-life version of the video game Contra. Yeah. And, which is interesting because for Contra, the video game, they actually sort of um, ripped off the likeness of Schwarzenegger and, in this movie and Stallone and, as Rambo for the two characters in that game. Woo. Did, did you play that game? You ever played no. Contra? No. Wonderful Nintendo I, game. Yeah, I feel like playing, playing it. But what I want to say is, <clears throat> why... I'm going to ask you a question now. Why are explosions the caliber of wishes in Commando? Big-ass explosions. Tons of pyrotechnics. Why are they so satisfying? Jeez, I don't know. Well, I, I, maybe it just goes well, back to uh, to our origins uh, having div uh, taken a different lineage from our Homo erectus ancestors and, and just having discovered fire. And you're, you're both hypnotized by and fearful of fire. Yeah. But fi big fire is awesome. There was a huge fire in Toronto just today, and it was a hundred firefighters battling the blaze. But that it was in awesome. Midtown. It was pretty awesome. I, I was reading the National Post and watching the news and going, holy shit, well, that's but, pretty awesome. But well, not, okay, not awesome in the sense that it, it was horrifying, but I was captivated by it. So when things blow up real good, then I like to watch it. And, and of course, in any action movie, although not this one, when something is blowing up and you run in the opposite direction... You have to jump, and the explosion sends you flying, but does nothing to your ears, and you just fall, and you escape the carnage that befalls the people who weren't lucky enough to escape. But, yeah, holy crap. Now, the body count was off the, the charts. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... And another thing also I, I appreciated was there was almost a bit of a... Almost like a, a tip of the hat to, to, to horror movies, because at some point, he's not even using... His rocket launchers, his grenades, he's using a fucking pitchfork, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. The, the Prowler. prowler. <laughs> yeah. He's throwing rotary saws like ninja <laughs> stars and like scalping people with them. I mean, this movie is just replete with. I, I'm going to say it again. Oh, he gave that guy, yeah, reverse Mr. T hairdo this, with this, that with that rotary saw, like mm. flinging it. Oh, and knives, too, which he had incredible aim, throwing two at a time. Yeah. Yes, badass, of course. Just like how you shoot two guns at a time while you jump sideways and you have impeccable aim for some mm. reason. And ultimately, formidable. it's formidable. going to come down to a mono a mono <laughs> with Bennett. And, of course, it's always got to be personal. And they fight with knives. You got a knife fight, dude. This mm -hmm. movie has it all. This is unbelievable. This is like action movie supreme. This oh, is yeah. elevated. This is <laughs> yeah. action movie elevated. This is like Gordon Ramsay worthy oh, yeah. action cinema. Oh, and just well, the just the number of implements that he uses, just from his bare hands as a weapon, uh, which was crazy. He was he's trying to glean some information off poor Sully, who by this point has been just wrecked and tossed head over tea kettle inside a phone booth because this guy, another manly he feat of, he picked up a phone booth, booth and body slammed <laughs> the fucking thing with a man inside yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, admittedly a very, you know, diminutive, diminutive man, man. Still, yeah. he picked up a fucking phone booth. Yeah, yeah, incredible. And, and then just to, after, he doesn't strain any muscle after performing these feats of strength, ripping out a, a front seat he of really a car. Sweat, oh yeah, he's dangling Sully off the edge of a precipice, off the edge of a cliff and says, you know, 
some of the effect of Soli, this is my weak arm. And he's uh, holding him with his left arm. And then finally, after he realizes, I got the motel key for where Sully's been and where presumably other members of his party are, he lets him go right down the cliff and, and Sully course, is done for. And of course, and of course the one-liner right after. Yeah. Well, he says, oh, you said you were going to kill me last. I, I lied, yeah. <laughs> then was the other one liner after that? Uh, what happened to Sully? I think I had, oh, I had to let him go. Yeah, yeah, so just great. So Sully meets the, in a fantastic fate, mm -hmm. and as does Bennett, Bennett, or should we spoil oh, it? Oh yes, my god. spoil it. Yeah. No, just uh, steam pipe, uh, a smoldering pipe ripped from its what was it even? It was just some what was tethered it? to the wall. I yeah, it was just some boiler room or whatever it was yeah, that they're fighting they in. Yeah, boiler room at and, this and, point. Yep. And, and, and Bennett flames. looks like, jeez, how would you even describe him? He's like a, just a roided up Freddie Mercury. I was going to say the exact same thing. He was wearing like kind of chainmail. Chainmail. Yeah. Tank top. And yeah. I, I looked up Vernon Wells again because I thought, okay, that's so crazy that he's named after like a favorite ball player here. But yeah, this guy, his height is like 5'11. But as a kid, I remember, I remember Bennett. Bennett. I'll be back, Bennett. And he looked so imposing and so physically intimidating but he really is barely my size but it's just they it just speaks to movie i guess subterfuge and magic if you want to call mm -hmm. it i don't know they didn't want to uh, usurp arnie's uh, force by having a bigger guy than him arnie is actually cited as being 62 in this movie i think he's not quite that either in the same way stallone <laughs> there's height is somewhat ad exaggerated like when the security guards call are called they say this is a big dude. I need, I'm going to need backup. He's 6'2". He's huge. And so, yeah, everything is about Arnold. They can't have anyone usurp him. He has no muscle tone whatsoever. I don't know what he looked like Bennett. in... Bennett. Yeah. I didn't know what he looked like in Mad Max or whatever else he was in, but, my God. <laughs> yeah, kind of a gaunt seed uh, rugby-playing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of him. But I was, I was just amazed as a kid. I was scared of this guy, and I was scared of what... As an Alyssa Milano age-appropriate fan, I was as well. I was scared of what he was going to do to her because he had her trapped in a house mm -hmm. in in a library, I believe. And I thought, oh my God, what's he going to do? And uh, yeah, I, I was just I was captivated through and through by this movie. So uh, would it be appropriate at this point to talk about what we learned? Oh, yes. One thing I learned is the <laughs> well. I learned many things, but one was that this movie's soundtrack is mm. just a consistent abundance of steel drum. I like I, I was on island time. I, I just wanted to get break out like a Hawaiian shirt. It was a ding 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 in the background and oh and again David Patrick Kelly, I hope I'm saying his name right, but the lead warrior who is even less imposing than he was in the Warriors. And in the Warriors I thought this guy should not be leading a gang. He's all of five seven. Maybe it just his imposing chin. I don't know what it was, but that, yeah, incredible to see him and Nick Tortelli. Mm -hmm. Carla's, I guess, ex-husband from Cheers, who is sporting just, uh, it has to be said, just a terrible, terrible Spanish accent for this fictional... Tin pot dictator. Yeah, yeah. Valverde. Yeah. Valverde, yeah. What did you learn? Well, it's funny because you mentioned music because I also learned something about music as well. In the sense that I recently read an article on, on Cracked.com talking about why action cinema nowadays is nothing compared to what it once was in the 80s and 90s. 
And one of the things they bemoaned was a lack of saxophone because <laughs> in many an, an 80s actor flick, a la, let's say Lethal Weapon, there was saxophone playing in the background tons. Oh yeah, and this movie was filled with saxophone too. <laughs> I didn't know saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saxophone. So Lisa, Lisa Simpson's favorite instrument. Like all of this. Actually, I believe James Horner would compose the soundtrack to this one. Oh, I did and, not know that. Yeah, I believe. Well, wow. be mistaken, but hmm. uh, so there's that. I learned that. Uh, you know, I do I regret not seeing this as a child? I guess, but it's never too late. You know, you revisit the movie and you become a child again. And this movie it it just it brought the kid out of me. It was stupid. It was it made no sense. <laughs> it was you had a one man army. You know, I mean just things feats of strength were physically impossible. The man barely suffered a scratch. I mean, that's one of the things that people really respect about Die Hard was that you actually saw him... Yeah, tending... Well, yeah, he didn't tend to his own wounds in this movie. That's another staple of the action job. He didn't tend to his own wounds. He didn't... Uh, I mean, a few times you'd see him sort of... You know, at one point he was tied to a table, but you never really got the sense <laughs> that, that he was yeah. in any real trouble. I mean, no. Matrix was a man that always had the upper hand, you know, even when he was in a paddy wagon at one point when he was uh, arrested. Um... With the help of Ray. By the way, Ray Don Tong was annoying as fuck. <laughs> Overacting to the extreme. I gotta say that too. But all the same, this movie was a rip roaring good time. I'm so glad that I visited it for the first time and I had a great time. Oh, me too. Oh, another thing I learned too is for a guy who is able to single handedly rip the front seat out of a car and lift a uh, yellow Porsche that was on its side uh, around the bend on some uh, overpass in the highway to be able to push it so that it's uh, upright again. Uh, he could not knock out uh, Bill Duke's mercenary character with one punch. He's lying in wait in a, in a dodgy, sleazy motel and he gets... This is kind of pathetic too. He gets Ray Don Chong's character to like uh, lure him into this trap by saying, "Oh, Sully's in the shower." Like she, she, she says something to throw the guy off. He comes in, and Arnie's behind the door waiting for him. Like that's so. That's pretty weak tea, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you shouldn't be ambushing someone. You're fucking John Matrix. You can take him out, and they have this protracted battle. And for some reason, I guess he ends up with a spike through him. It doesn't matter. He takes out Bill Duke. Mm -hmm. Fantastic fight. And oh, another great action cliche is when you burst into a motel. Invariably, who is in the motel? <laughs> like yeah. a couple having sex with her tits out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we got that <laughs> always, always. Yeah. It's never like some middle-aged couple sitting there watching like a antiques roadshow or something or, or, or PBS. Just, like, evening news. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah. It's always a couple. Of, a couple uh, in, the, in the throes of coitus. Yes. With uh, <laughs> some D cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, D cup, uh, plenty. Just, yeah, yeah, just pure eye candy. Well, yeah, oh, and, and my I gotta God. say, I gotta say, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I, you know, I I didn't get into him when I was a kid, but I, I, I've i grown to appreciate him over the years. And, well, you know, he's he's my favorite Republican. I must yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just, a, yeah, he, he's just an incredible guy and just so likable and Governor. so. The governator, governor of you know. California. I even yeah. love his commercials now. Get it in the op store. Yeah. You know, that, whatever it is. Not the app store, the oh. op store. I love you, Arnie. There's something about you, man. You're just so lovable. Oh, amazing. And what's also amazing is our website, 
www.reallyawfulmovies.com. You can check out our reviews of fantastic genre film sites, predominantly horror. And don't forget to check out new episodes of the podcast and send us suggestions. Every Friday we have new episodes for your listening pleasure. And if you'd like to support the show, it would be great if you could buy a copy of our book, Death by Umbrella, The 100 Weirdest Horror Movie Weapons. I thought I'd throw in a plug. It's, it's a fantastic book. It's gotten great kudos from Scream Magazine and Shock Till You Drop and what have you. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.